My oh my, it's been since April 20th since we've put out an episode, hasn't it? Brain Shards Podcast. Hey listeners, this is Dante and I am your host of Brain Shards, the podcast where we talk about all things and the mind just kind of rambles on and on and just, you know, thoughts off the top of the dome. That's what we do here. So I'm a whole new person since that last episode, day 18 of extrovert versus social distancing. That was crazy. Um, We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to cover because last time I made a podcast, we discussed what it was like being quarantined and what it was like having social distancing in place. What that looks like right now is a lot's happened since then. Obviously, a lot of time has passed, but also I tested positive for COVID about a week and a half ago. Isn't that crazy? The very thing I was talking about avoiding and the very thing that like I was covering, I I tested positive for and I that's that's wild to me. So let's kind of talk about this because there is a lot to cover here. There's a lot to discuss because we've got a lot that's happened since then. And this whole COVID process has been very interesting. I know that a lot of people have been very curious about how this works and really what it looks like to have COVID. Now, I'm located in St. Louis, Missouri. That's just where I live. I'm a St. Louis content creator. So I love my city. I talk about it all the time in the content that I produce. So this is my experience being in St. Louis, you know, quarantined with COVID. So it all started on August 26th. So my roommate, he had come home from work and he looked very fatigued. Like he just looked more tired than usual. Not like, and it was more so than, than let's say you had a bad night's sleep and you're just really fatigued and tired because you, you didn't get a good night like sleep beforehand and you don't feel well rested. No, it wasn't like that. He came home and he just looked very tired. So from there, he said he had a headache, and I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll just, you know, just rest up. We'll play video games together, whatever. That's fine. So after that, from about 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock, that's whenever things started to really go off in my head. Like, there were red flags. The alarm was sounded. I started to get suspicions because he had mentioned that his temperature reached about 100.4. And then he said he's too tired to continue playing video games around 10 o'clock. Now, I got to be honest with you, I'm not trying to like hype this up or anything, but I will say I've never seen an illness have someone decline so rapidly so quickly before in my life. I've never seen anything like that. That's whenever I start getting major suspicions and I start thinking in the back of my mind, okay, this very well could be COVID. This could be the very thing that's going to keep us in here for two weeks. The very thing that could put us at risk for complications. Not just like with our routines, but with our health. From there, I kind of just hang out in my room, just have my TV, play video games myself. Um, From there, I just kind of hang out. And then around 2.30 in the middle of the night, I get a glass of water because, you know, that, that late night water hits different. Let me tell you, it hits different. I see him on the couch and he's he's sleeping, but he's actually not sleeping. He's awake. So I check in with him. I'm like, how are you feeling? What's going on? Because I'm just trying to kind of get a timeline of what's going on. Um, I'm really trying to understand what he's going through so that we can we can figure out what's going on. And if, if it is COVID, if it's acting COVID-like, then we can take the necessary steps to make sure that we're, we're set, basically. He tells me that his temperature 
kind of climbed throughout the night to about 101. And he said that, that he felt really hot and sweaty. And his body just kind of ached. So he took some Tylenol. I gave him some Tylenol because we didn't have a lot left. Um, so I just gave him what I had left. And he said he tasted the Gatorade. So that's that's good. So from there, I text one of my family members. And I'm like, yo, so this is kind of the situation. This is what's going on. These are his symptoms. Do we need to get tested for COVID? What's going on? Because she has very close relationships with, with people that you know, deal specifically with COVID patients. So she tells me, hey, you should probably get tested too. He, he definitely needs to get tested. So from there, that's kind of what I'm like thinking about. It's like 3 a.m. What's racing through my mind is, okay, there is a high likelihood that he has COVID. Like this could be the very beginning stages and we should probably start self-quarantining. So then you start planning, you start thinking, what adjustments to my lifestyle do I need to make? What needs to change? Because we can't just go about things as normal anymore. If he's under suspicion, I mean, it's kind of our obligation just as good people to make sure that we don't put others at risk. So how can we adjust our lifestyle so that we're not spreading what could be COVID? Because at this point, we don't know. There's just a heavy suspicion. So... We go to bed. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep, whatever. The next morning, so he wakes up around like 1030-ish. Um, that's whenever I check in with him at least. And he says that he's feeling better. So his physician urges him to get tested. So he made an appointment and he, he was complaining to get tested the next day, which was that Friday morning. I had no symptoms. I had nothing. I didn't feel any different. And he had a normal temperature again. He just had general fatigue, a headache, and abdominal pain. So around that afternoon, that's whenever we decide, okay, we need to quarantine you. You need to be isolated in your room. And we need to, like, disinfect the crap out of this apartment. Because it's hard. It's hard because I, we live e with each other. And there's only one bathroom. We share a kitchen. There's so many shared spaces and so many contact points that can happen. Um, or cross-contamination points where we're walking through the hallway and then the other person walks through the hallway. There's so many opportunities for one of us to get it. So it's hard. It's difficult to manage that. So from there, we have a little mini fridge that we designated as our beer fridge. It just kind of chills in our dining room. So we moved that into his room so that he can be fully isolated. There's like water in there, there's juice, there's snacks, there's a lot of stuff for him to get. And that's whenever we also order our first Instacart delivery, because at this point, we don't know if it's COVID, but it could very well be COVID. So we we order delivery. That's just going to be the norm. We just kind of accept that at that point, <laughs> at least until we know what's going on. So we get that, he gets his, his snacks, and I get my food, and then we just kind of isolate ourselves from each other we communicate through facetime it's really weird to communicate with somebody that's literally on the other side of a wall from you through facetime somebody that you're used to seeing every day through facetime it's it's interesting so around seven o'clock i start to get a minor headache on the top of my head and i suffer from chronic migraines so typically i can feel one coming hours in advance and it gives me like a warning it's kind of like a, hey, 
you're about to have a pretty severe migraine that's probably going to make you incapable of doing basic things if you don't take care of this right now. Like, this is your warning. If you don't act now, things are going to get ugly. Because my migraines, they basically, like, leave me useless. They render me just weak because the head pressure just gets so much that I'm sensitive to light. I'm sensitive to a lot of things. And my body is just like, yeah, we're going to shut down because we're going to prioritize fixing this problem. So typically I need to like pop an Excedrin migraine, which I always keep on me and drink a lot of water and just lay down and do nothing until it goes away. Hopefully nap if that's an option. But migraines can get very ugly for me. But back to the point. I didn't even know if this was like worth noting that extremely minor headache because that was like not even that bad. But, you know, I felt like there's no such thing as too much information, you know? It's around, like, about two hours later, I check in with my roommate, and his temperature is about 105. Not 105. Whoa. 100.5. 105 would be, like, hospital. Um, Wow. That would be quite insane. But I had no idea if he was going downhill like he was the night before, but he says he has been, so I'm assuming that that's the case again. And it's weird because at night, these things would fire up again. Like, these symptoms would just start exploding out of nowhere. Like, he would just go downhill in a matter of hours, which I've never seen, and a lot of people have never heard of that I've spoken to about this. About an hour and a half-ish later, hour 45 minutes, I check in with him again, and he says the temperature jumped up to 103.1. And at that point, I'm kind of like, what's going on? So I, t- I couldn't find my thermometer, but that headache had gone away because I'd eaten dinner. So I'm assuming it was just like a, you're hungry kind of headache. But from there, he asked me to give him the trash can. And I had no idea what to expect at this point. To be honest, I had no idea what to expect. Because nausea was not a symptom beforehand. And then around 11 o'clock, which was about another... 30 minutes later, his temperature had gone down to 102.6 and he went from being freezing to hot again. So it's like the symptoms are so crazy and the fever is just so out of nowhere. It's I'm just going to keep going. So at 3 a.m. I took my temperature and it was 97.5 and I felt totally fine. So I was like, I'll see how tomorrow develops. So day three, which is that Friday, I put out a vlog on my channel saying that I'm quarantined for at least the next two weeks. Kind of gave people an update, which is basically everything that you've heard up to this point. So, I check in with my roommate the next morning, and he informs me that his temperature peaked at 103.7. That's pretty dang high. And at that point, like, if you're getting any higher, if you're still climbing after that, that's like hospitalization right there. You gotta go to the ER. Like, that's serious. That's a really high temperature. He started feeling really funky, and he was like, yeah, honestly, you might have to take me to get tested, because I don't know, like, I don't know if I'll be able to make it. But at this point, he was thankfully feeling fine, he felt okay, so he took himself to get tested that Friday, which is cool. But beforehand, I sprayed Lysol directly at him, and he couldn't smell it. Three times, I sprayed Lysol directly in his face, and he couldn't smell it. So, that's what kind of solidified things for me, is because that is like a telltale sign of COVID that's unlike anything else, is that you lose your sense of smell, sense of taste, or both. 
So I didn't really know what to think in that moment because I knew that there was a risk that this was COVID, but it never really hit me like, okay, this is what he's got until then. That's whenever the reality changing moment happened. I was thinking, okay, we we're going to be here a while. We need to get used to total isolation. We need to get used to deliveries. We need to get used to minimal contact. We need, I need to get used to cleaning and bleaching everything multiple times a day. I need to get used to just being extraordinarily careful, which I was. Like, I was bleaching the bathroom. I was, I was doing a lot. Spraying Lysol multiple times a day throughout the apartment, even in spaces that neither of us had been in. And I would spray his room. I'd put on a mask, spray his room, like, from the doorway. I'd just stick my hand through the door, very cracked, and just flood his room with Lysol. Later that Friday afternoon, I took my own temperature, and I was chilling at 97.9. I felt fine. I had zero symptoms. I just wanted something to eat. Then in the afternoon, this is actually when he got tested, now that I remember correctly. I have it documented, but um, I thought he got tested earlier in the day. But his temperature was back over 103 before he went to go get tested. And that's whenever he said, you might have to take me. I, I kind of planned it out in my head. Like, if I needed to take him, I had every intention of having the windows down, having a mask on, doing what I can just to stay safe myself. Because that's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's the only precautions I can take whenever I have a, a potential COVID-positive roommate. Okay? So, around 5 o'clock, he's taking a nap. You know, he's like, got, he's woken up. He still has a temperature around 100. So, he has a lot of head pressure in his head and mainly in his eyes. So, he took the time to rest. So, that evening, I was like, you know what? I feel like I should do something because he still hasn't had much of an appetite. And I feel like, you know, since we're stuck here, we might as well have something cool. So I made breakfast that evening. I made sausage biscuits. I made eggs. What else did I make? I made something else with it. But yeah, we, I just made a, a nice little breakfast for the evening um, because I knew that it was something that he would like. I would like. And it was something that hopefully he would eat. So it's it's better than nothing. He has a temperature of around 101.2 at that point, but he ate he ate a sausage biscuit. He ate about half the eggs I gave him. So th that's good. That's good. It was something. It was nourishment, you know? So then the next day, like at that point, we just both, uh, he goes to bed. I play my video games. I just kind of chill and relax because I'm like, okay, I'm still trying to mentally process that we're stuck here because he most likely has COVID. So the next day, he says that the previous night's sleep, like that Friday night, Saturday morning sleep, was the best night's sleep he's had since symptoms showed up. He said he slept for eight full hours, and he had a peak temperature of about 102, but his temperature hasn't gone below 100 since the last time it was documented. So that afternoon, I thought, okay, I should just make arrangements to get tested. I should just go ahead and make arrangements that I it's it's time for me to get tested because the way his symptoms are lining up, the way that things are playing out right now and the way that I'm feeling, I feel I felt fine, mind you, but I was like I might as well do it as a precaution. 
because he very well could have it. And if I have it, I just, I want to know. As I'm about to leave to get tested, he mentions that he's just tired and has pressure in his head and his eyes specifically again. And he said he felt fine, but like looking at him, his eyes were like halfway open and his voice was weak. It was weak. So I was like, I'll believe you, but I'd be lying if I'm, if I said I wasn't suspicious of you telling the truth. Like I'm, I'm wondering exactly how you feel. I go get tested and the lab said that they were running quickly. So I could see results as early as the next day, which would have been Sunday. So Monday is when they're expected though. So I was like, I'll just keep a close watch. It'll be fine. So I get back and his voice is considerably weaker. His position hasn't changed all day. He's tired, but he said his sense of smell came back, but it must be on a downward trend because it wasn't as strong as it should be. So, from what I understand about COVID, I mean, please check the CDC's website for, like, official info on this virus because I'm not a health professional. I'm just sharing the experience that we've had. But it's my understanding that around this time is whenever people start to lose their sense of smell, taste, all that stuff. So, it checks out. So, around 5 o'clock, my mom dropped off some Gatorade and some Breadco. And I was like, this is great. She dropped off the essentials. So we had like some snacks and stuff, some extra stuff like Tylenol. We had all of it. It was great. I was so thankful. And plus, like I actually got to physically see my mom. Of course, I was I was not anywhere near her, but I got to see her. Which was great. So I check on my roommate. I He got bread co as well. He got some mac and cheese. So I give it to him and he's he clocked a temperature of 100.4. And he said that he's insanely tired. He hasn't moved. And like his TV has been like on a screensaver the whole day. So that's why I'm like, you clearly have not been watching anything. You've just been sitting here <laughs> or you've been sleeping or resting something. Because in order for the screensaver to come on a TV, it takes a while for that stuff to come on. I mean, at least it does for mine. It takes like, I think, 30, 20 to 30 minutes of inactivity. So, yeah. At that point, he clocked a 100.6 temperature about 30 minutes later. Mine was 98.2. That's That was weird for me. 98.2, that's pretty interesting. So then the, the, the day goes on. The evening goes on. Things are fine. I, I don't really check with him too much. I don't really do a whole lot. I just kind of stay to myself. We have minimal contact, so it's it's hard to tell exactly how his timeline is going. But I do regular check-ins with him, which I check in with him again in the evening. Here's the problem. He has a temperature of 100.5 that evening, and the headache has him very weak and tired. So I went to sleep. But the problem was I had a little bit of a symptom throughout this day. And it was that I had a dryness, like through my nose or throat it wasn't quite my nose or my throat it was like way deep in the nasal cavity it just felt dry just felt dry dude that was when my first symptom started to show at least what i would consider my first symptom so the next day we wake up i check in with him around 10 o'clock and i have a little bit of head pressure on the top of my head again so i'm nervous but I was like, you know what? Maybe what's going to help is I'll get some Honey Nut Cheerios. But I left my window open the night before 
or all night because it was really nice outside. And plus, I figured it probably wouldn't hurt to air out this place and get some fresh air circulating in here. Because typically, it's very hot, it's humid, but that night was nice. So it was like the low 60s overnight. So it was like barely over 70 in the apartment. But it felt great. So I check in with him around noon. And he's honestly doing pretty good. He got up and walked around for a little bit. And he said he has back pain. Like abdominal back pain area. And he said the headache from last night was the worst one he's had since symptoms. Which is crazy. This is day five. So like this, that's quite a bit of days to top. So... We order food delivery that day for dinner, and he has an appetite. And he said his temperature is around 98, and the headache is gone. I'm like, whoa, dude. Is this is this like an upswing? Are we getting better? I don't know. Are, like, are, are things feeling great? I don't know. I wasn't going to get too excited, though, because I'm like, mm, I know that there's a potential that there could be a second wind of this crap. So he said that the food scratched his throat, which, I mean... It's fine. He has a little bit of a cough. And yeah, he, he coughs regularly. He, he does. But it's just not as frequently as it was then. I'm just being honest. It, it, it was more. So that night, he started to go downhill again because he got back pain, stomach pain. At 10 o'clock that evening, he was fine. He was totally chill. But then at 11 o'clock, he said he, he's just like not feeling too great. And he has a little bit of a cough, a headache, head pressure. The same stuff he's had before. But this downhill felt like the best downhill he's had. If that makes sense. Like all the downhills from the night before, the nights previous and prior to this, did not seem as as bad. Or they seemed worse than the one he, he was experiencing that night. And that was on that Sunday. So it's like, okay, okay, this is cool. I document at 2 a.m. that... I believe that this dryness might be my first symptom. It felt like where they took the test, which is like deep in the nasal cavity. You know, they stick that thing up your nose, which that test, let me be honest, I totally didn't even cover it, but it's really not that bad. It's really not a bad test. It just feels kind of like you get water up your nose and you're just like, oh, that's weird. But then it like that feeling goes away. Cool, whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to jot this down. I'm going to monitor this and just make sure that I'm aware of it. So then, day six, at 11.30, I check in with my roommate, and I'm confused, because he's, like, on the phone, and he's like, You're, you gotta hear this. And I'm like, what, what's happening? He tested negative. Nobody I speak to about this, because I, I kept my Instagram, like, very updated with everything. I was posting stories because people were very invested in this and like really wanting to know what's going on, which if you want to check it out, I do have a story highlight if you want to see things from start to finish at original Dante on Instagram. But that's side note. I'm really thrown off by this because his symptoms walk and talk like COVID sound exactly like COVID. Like all the health professionals I've spoken with to this point say, yeah, he's. He's got it. They were confident. But he tested negative. I was just confused. So that evening, I start getting some head pressure again. And this time it's kind of just all around. And it's a pretty like, it's it's more of a, 
headache that would sap my energy rather than like be painful. It just sapped my energy really quickly. It made me feel very fatigued. So around 6.30, that's whenever that, that onset came on. So I took a nap. I was like, it's fine. I'll just take a nap. Woke up around 9. Still had it. So at that moment, I started thinking to myself, what's going on? What's going to happen from here? What am I about to do? Like, is this it? Is this is this the confirmation that I, I have it? And this is my onset of symptoms. Because it was nighttime. Things started to, like, amplify. So I, I take another nap, which is a big mistake that late in the evening. I'm like, okay, I'll just try to sleep. I woke up again at 1130. And it, it went away at that point, I'd say. Like, it, it wasn't anything serious. I don't know why I had it, but it went away. The next day, I wake up to a text message from the testing site that I went to. And I had tested positive for COVID-19. I had so many questions running through my mind. So many. Because he had tested negative. Now, I've heard of false negatives. I've heard of these things. I know that they're very real and they happen. I've also heard of false positives. So, I'm very confused because I'm the one that's felt, for the most part, fine to this point. Because, like, I woke up that day feeling fine. Just that same mild dryness. That was it. Which it wasn't even that noticeable. I've been informed that I should be hearing from the health department. They should be giving me a call. And from there, we should be finding out what's going to happen. I mean, for, at this point, I am a confirmed positive case. And now I must remain in for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long it's going to last. Because I... That like the questions running through my head are like, what if this is the very beginning stages? Like it's just enough to be detected. What if my symptoms haven't even started yet? What if they just caught it now and I need to just mentally prep myself to be bedridden for a while? What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. From there, it, everything was fine. Everything was fine. I actually stopped journaling at that point until the next day at 7 o'clock p.m. And... Honestly, that, that whole day I felt fine. It was just that same. It felt like allergies, like the dryness in the nasal cavity. I, I had it. No fever because I, I was at 96.9. But my roommate had a headache and some fatigue as well. So I felt a little tired. I felt some fatigue that day. I, I'd be honest and say that I felt some. So the Department of Health reached out to me that day. They called me and they said that I am under... Stage four quarantine. Doesn't that sound like a sci-fi movie? Stage four quarantine. Isn't that wild? And that my anticipated end date is the following Tuesday, which is today that I'm recording the podcast. And that's that would be pending that I develop no new symptoms. So I have to get cleared by the Department of Health before I can resume normal activities, like go to work, go to public places, go out like anywhere really daily check-ins will be happening from there moving forward and they will be documenting like temperature symptoms all that stuff i asked a lot of questions to this this girl on the phone because i really wanted to understand what was going on here i really wanted to understand what this virus is as much as i could because there there's so many unknowns there's so many things that we don't know and that, I think that's the freakiest part about it. It's not like 
the symptoms themselves, but it's more so like the long-term effects because, I mean, I've heard stories of athletes and, you know, other people saying that they can't like work out as hard and they get out of breath easier because they have damage to their lungs or whatever because of COVID. So there's just a lot we don't know. And only time was going to tell what long-term effects we have because we haven't had a lot of time since this really popped off. And I mean, I don't know what effects this is going to have on my body too. I don't know. I asked first and foremost, like, here's my roommate's symptoms. He tested negative. What are the odds of that? She said that his test was likely a false negative and that we both have it, especially given his experience and my positive test result. She says that, like, there is a less than 1% chance that my test was a false positive. So that meant that most likely I have it. Which is weird. It's it's weird saying out loud, I have COVID-19. It's so weird saying that out loud. Because it's like, the weight of that phrase, it never really like, I don't even think today it still fully hit me. Like, the fact that I have COVID-19. Or should I say at this point, had COVID-19. So it's, it's just wild. Because like that is the very thing that popped off this pandemic and put the world in the condition that it's in right now. It's crazy to think, you know? I ask her more questions, and I say, what, what does this look like for him, too? So since he lives with me, he's also under quarantine, and he can't return to work until the following weekend at the earliest. Overall, I just kind of felt tired. That was really it. Like 75% of my typical energy. And I still had that like tingly throat. My head felt like a little more pressure in the evening. But I'm assuming that the tiredness is because my body was fighting the virus and keeping myself okay. And keeping myself in the condition that I was in. That was my assumption. Is that it's not from like just being tired. But it was because my body was fighting it. At that point, I'm just like, all right, it's at this point, there's nothing I can do to like help it. There's nothing I can do to like do whatever. It's just really, I was like, I just need to set up my body to do what it can to, you know, fight it. It's out of my hands at this point. All I can do is like equip it with vitamin C, rest, getting some sunlight when I can, sitting on the, the you know, the deck and doing that. In the confines of my own space, not going anywhere, that's all I can do. So the next couple of days, kind of, they're about the same. Everything kind of blurred together at that point, if I'm being honest. Everything just kind of blurred together. And I felt fine for the most part. It's just like fatigue lasted a couple days. The allergy feeling lasted a couple days. Up until about Sunday. Sunday evening is whenever I started to feel nothing. Yesterday, Monday, I felt nothing. And today, I feel nothing. So today, this morning, I submitted my symptom like sheet. Um, I filled out the little survey questionnaire, and that was around 9 o'clock this morning. And then around 11 is whenever I received my notice of release. So now we're here. Now I'm here. I could be going to the store right now just to see other people. I'm here recording a podcast. But honestly, I feel like it's just because I want... I don't know. I just want to share this experience. Like, this has been our experience with COVID. It's been... Honestly, quarantine really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
it went by faster than I thought. I'm not going to lie. I thought, because what they told me is that my quarantine was going to be 10 days from my onset of symptoms, which was that Saturday that I tested positive. That's what we considered the onset because that was the first day that I had like somewhat of COVID-related symptoms. That could be tied to it, I should say. Could have just been allergies, but it was the first day that we had something that we could document as, okay, this is suspicion. That's kind of what happened there. COVID quarantine has really taught me a few things. First of all, it's taught me that I really have a lot of video games that I've downloaded that I still need to complete. And thankfully, I got to put in some hours on those. <laughs> um, it also taught me that taking some time to really slow down. Like, I've always had a problem of constantly go, 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 go. And not taking breaks, not resting. I've had such a problem with that lately. And that was the case probably for the several months leading up to this. Is that I was just go, 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 go. But then it it hit me. I got tested positive. And I had suspicions because of a roommate with symptoms. So it really, it forced me to slow down. I had no choice because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't see anybody. I had I had a virus that's caused a pandemic that we don't know anything about. It it really makes you take a step back and like think, okay, maybe I need to just take a breather. Maybe I just need to play some games. Maybe I need to do things that I enjoy, which video games are something that I enjoy. That's why I keep referencing back to it. It's been part of who I am since like age five, like when I first got the Game Boy Color and got Pokemon Puzzle Challenge, which that game is dope. It's amazing. I hope to find it in a cartridge again someday because it was my first game. I have a Game Boy Color. I have Pokemon Pinball and Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Gold, but I don't have Puzzle Challenge. Anyways, that's beside the point. So what what I did is I I put up on Instagram a couple question boxes. And honestly, I really, I genuinely want to answer these. Like before I get into this, the nitty-gritty of like what I'm going to talk about as a result of this experience is I'm going to answer some of these questions. And some of these will probably kind of transition to into what I'm going to talk about, but we'll start here. So first question is, how are you really? If I'm being honest, I, I'm i okay. You know, I'm actually doing pretty well. Of course, I got anxious because I've been stuck here and I've like I've said so many things in the works that I, I don't want to spill too much info on that I kind of had to put on pause. Like I had some very exciting projects that I, I was so hyped to work on, but I had to stop. I had to slow down. I had to take a breather. Really, I'm just I'm ready. I'm hungry to get out there and really sink my teeth into creating again, like out in the world. Other than that, I'd say I'm good. I've gotten to communicate with a lot more people that I haven't communicated with recently just because I got more time on my hands. So I've talked to more people. I've had more in-depth conversations. I've really caught up with people. So really I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm really like, I, I think the one thing that's kind of weighing on me is the fact that pun not intended, but not being able to go to the gym. I think that's probably been the thing that's been weighing on me the most is like, how do I stay active? Because it's, it's weird because I want to be active. I want to go do things, but at the same time, I need to remember and keep myself in check. I'm sick. May not feel like it, but I am sick. And I may not feel like that, and that's because of my immune system doing its job. 
So I, I kind of had to keep myself in check. Like, okay, I do want to like work out on Wii Fit and stuff and like do things active and like work out in, in my apartment, but I am sick and my body needs to conserve that energy to keep this virus at bay. So that's been the one thing that's been weighing on me. And I'm going to go to the gym after recording this. I'm not even going to edit this right now. I'm going to go straight to the gym. <laughs> but yeah, so next question is, when did you know it was YouTube for you? YouTube has always been like a priority for me. Obviously, the podcast kind of slipped down the priority list. Instagram kind of took the helm for a little bit, but YouTube is always the one. It's it's my go-to. It's my day one. I've had my YouTube the longest. I've worked the hardest on my YouTube. I love it. I love doing YouTube videos. It's a whole like it's weird because my community on YouTube and my community on Instagram are two totally different demographics. It's, it's interesting seeing it. I mean, so yeah, some of them cross over. Some of the people from Instagram do watch my YouTube videos, but I see how many link clicks happen. I know that a lot of people on Instagram, they they ain't messing with my YouTube stuff. And that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you followed me on Instagram, maybe the YouTube content isn't for you. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, YouTube has always been my priority just because I love creating video content. And yeah, I love photography. I love it. I love doing it. But making content for people to enjoy... I mean, that's probably the top priority. And YouTube is my favorite kind of content to create for people. So what have you learned about yourself since testing positive for COVID? This is kind of a deep question now that I think about it. What I've learned about myself is that I I have a problem with just going in sprints. And rather than like just going for like running a marathon at a normal pace, like a, a manageable pace, I try to sprint it. And I need to just relax sometimes. Sometimes I do need to slow down and sometimes I need to breathe. That's really good. And it's it's and I also understand the importance of checking in with myself and asking myself how I'm doing, how I'm really doing. Like if there's something that I need to change, then I need to do what I can to change that. If there's something that's going well, I need to do what I can to maintain that and hopefully build upon that. I've learned a lot. I've also learned that I suck at communication. I'm garbage at it. It's it's so it's hard because it I, I don't know how bigger creators do it, but it, it just feels like the volume and it, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk or like a cocky asshole by saying this, but it's just the volume of messages that are coming in like. Bro, right now I can look at my texts. I have 328 unread texts. Now, granted, a lot of those are like the auto texts, like, you know, businesses and things from like just other automated things. That's still a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of messages. There are a lot of people constantly trying to get my attention. So it's hard because there's only so much of me to go around and communicate and like, Part of that goes into creating the content itself. That's why the podcast really slipped up because, yeah, I'm starting to realize I have limits. Like, yeah, I'm an extrovert. Yeah, I love talking to people, but I have limits. And that's that can only take me so far and that it's OK to be tired, that it's OK to, like, just breathe. And it's not that I don't want to talk to people. It's not that I don't want to respond to these people. It's just I get tired. <laughs> It's interesting because it's an, like a, a, a unique dynamic because you have so many people reaching out to you, trying to communicate with you, and you're trying to address all of it, but you're only one person. There's only like so much you can do on your own. It's been difficult. Communicating is definitely not my strong suit. 
So if I haven't gotten back to you, I haven't responded to your text, I haven't responded to your DM or your email, don't take it personally. It's just remember that you are not the only one. <laughs> like it's all I ask. It's something that I'm working on. I'm actively trying to get better. I'm trying to like respond to things as soon as I see them, as long as I'm not in the middle of something. Just because it, I know that if I do it in the moment, it, it'll get a response. Otherwise, I it slips up real bad. And sometimes it just gets to the point where there are 300 unread texts. And I don't know how many unread DMs. I don't even want to know. But I think that's probably one of the, the things I've really learned about myself. Is that... Ooh, voice crack. Is that I, I'm trash at communicating sometimes. And it's something that I'm actively working on to get better. Because in my mind, it's just inexcusable to like have poor communication. Because a lot of things can happen, a lot of things can be fixed, a lot of problems can be solved, and a lot of things can be put in place with proper communication. I'm a firm believer in that. And that's something that I've definitely slipped up on. That's what COVID's taught me, like being in quarantine. But it also has kind of reminded me like how calm and collected I am just like on a daily basis. Cause like, I know for a lot of people, a lot of people are messaging me saying like, oh, I'm, I'd be freaking out if I were you right now. I'm like, yeah, but I'm chill, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling. It's like, yeah, I mean, get, getting tested positive for COVID's a pretty big deal. But I felt chill. <laughs> like, I felt fine. I didn't, like, stress about it. I was just kind of like, all right, when's this going to be over? And until then, let's just try to have fun. I didn't really stress about it. I didn't, like, lose sleep over it. I didn't drive myself crazy over it. It's like, okay, I tested positive. I'm sick. We'll get past this. I don't know. It's just like I never really stressed about it. I'm just such a calm and collected person. But it's like whenever you just have so much crap happen in your life, and oftentimes it does happen just in such quick succession like this, just like back to back to back, you can just get used to rolling with the punches. So this just feels normal, you know? It's just like another road bump, which is fine. The road's full of bumps. Life's journey is full of bumps. But that's okay. And the more I just kind of sit back and think that, it's like, okay, yeah, this this is another thing that's happening. All right, let's move past it. That's just how I am. I just, I just have never been the type to get really worked up, the type to really get angry about things. I mean, like, I've had some nasty crap happen to me in my life, and I'm just still chill. So overall, what what's the takeaway from this podcast? I don't know. I don't even know how long I've been recording. The takeaway from this episode is COVID is real. It is, it is very real. People can get affected very differently from it because my roommate, I am, I'm still, he got tested negative twice, actually. I forgot to mention that. Wow. Really late. I know. But I, I'm, I'm set on the fact that he had it because those symptoms, the way they lined up, the way they were, the type of symptoms he had, the timeline, it just doesn't sound like any other bug. That could have been causing that. It sounds, walks and talks like COVID. Do I know for certain? No, I don't. But do I have a strong feeling in my gut? Yeah. And that's just my thoughts and opinions. He can think what he wants. You can think what you want. I can think what I want. I think he had it. Because how else would I test positive? It, it, I think he had it. But that's his story. <laughs> you can have totally different experiences with it. It can affect you so differently from another person. Like one person 
could have very mild symptoms. One person could have no symptoms. Another person could end up on a ventilator from it. We've seen it happen. My family is smaller because of COVID. I've seen so many different ways that this affects people. And it's real. Don't live your life in fear, though. Don't get scared of it. Don't don't have your life revolve around not getting it. Just be careful. Be responsible. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. It's a piece of fabric. Don't make a big deal about it. It's a minor inconvenience. A lot of people wear masks all the time and they don't complain. <laughs> so, and I work out in a mask. Yeah, and that, that's in hot, humid Missouri. No complaints. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I'd love to wear no mask, but I'm just trying to be responsible, you know? And if you do if you do have suspicions, like, just do the right thing. Do what you can to not put others at risk. Just be, just be smart about this. That's it. Just exercise critical thinking. And this is something that I hope that we come out on the other end in a better position than we were. And it's wild to sit here and say, yeah, I had it. And I'm literally just recorded 50 plus minutes of podcast about it. I've put out a lot of content about this. I've made videos. I've, I've put out photos. I've documented things. It's just it's wild to think this. Like we are li- literally living through history. And I've just contributed to one of St. Louis's cases. But for the most part, that's that's it. If you guys, like I said, if you guys want to see more content about this, if you want, want to see things in real time, like the stories that I put up, I have a story highlight on my Instagram. So you can see all of them that I've put up. I've listed all of them in that highlight. So you can see it from the day one where I had suspicions to now where I've been released from isolation, been cleared to go back to normal. So I can start doing stuff with my clients again. Dope. With that said... Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you for listening to the return of the podcast. I've got some pretty neat stuff in store for it. I really want to I really want to get back into this because I really do enjoy making podcasts. I really do enjoy like just sitting down talking to you guys. I I enjoy this. I like taking the time to just breathe, sit, talk, ramble, whatever. This is brain charts. It's just off the dome. It's just crazy stuff that just spills out. And that's what this entire, I don't even, I don't remember everything that I've discussed in this podcast. There's probably going to be crap that I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I talked about that. Or, oh, I missed that. Just because I ramble. That's it. That's the whole basis of this thing. It's just off the dome. But I've got some good stuff in store. I've got guests that I want to feature. I've got people that I want to talk to. I've got topics I want to talk about. I think that this podcast is going to be in a good spot. Or it could just drop off again like it did last time. <laughs> but we're here. We're here. It's it's something that definitely fell off my priorities. And I feel like I want to phase it back into my daily routine again. And just put out an episode as much as I can. But again, thank you guys for the support. I, I really do appreciate it. So stay safe. Stay healthy. Be responsible. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Eat well other stereotypical things I can say for health and wellness. There are 50 million bloggers about that. You can go look at them for that. This is for, this is for me. (laughs) Like, it's amazing how many health and wellness bloggers there are. It's just so many. And they all look the same too. Like Instagram has been like putting a lot of sponsored content on my, my Instagram feed lately. And I've been seeing a lot of like lifestyle, health, fitness bloggers. They all look the same. 
if I end up looking like that, please let me know. Like, please let me know if I start to fall on that trend. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm trying to drop the pounds. I'm trying to get swole. I'm trying to look good and feel good and be healthy. But I don't want to end up like that. I just want to make dope shit on YouTube and Instagram and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. I just want to make dope shit. So, with that said, thank you guys again for like the third time for listening. And as always, have yourselves a blessed day. Day, man, and welcome to the return of Brain Charts. <laughs>